Hey there, NFT and digital collectible collectors. Want to stay connected and never miss an episode? Make sure to follow us on all major platforms, whether you're into NFT educational content, thought-provoking discussions, or interviews with movers and shakers. Our podcast has it all. Join our growing community of listeners and be part of the conversation. Click like, follow, and subscribe wherever our social channels are, and please share with your friends. Hey, Lemon Hayes, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Uh, we're going to be talking art on Bitcoin. And uh, you're just one of the artists that have caught my eye from the the style of your work to the fact that you're doing some interesting things on Bitcoin. Um, I have with Ordinals. Why don't you just uh, introduce yourself a little bit and let me know and let our audience know just uh, who you are and I guess the first question is, why be an artist on Bitcoin? Uh, well, first off, uh, thanks for having me uh, today. I think it's uh, very uh, cool to have a chance to uh, share more about uh, myself and my work. Uh, well, who am I? Uh, I'm a 30-something uh, digital artist, uh, basically. Uh, uh, I'm someone like uh, who basically have been making art uh, throughout my life at a different stage. And... Uh, I sort of see and uh, I would say uh, a, a great like uh, lifetime opportunity if I can say this this way uh, when ordinal uh, when the ordinal protocol was presented to the community and I it just really uh, I would say check the box with me uh, on my personal I would say value where I like a lot uh, bitcoin you know uh, as a currency and everything it means and uh, on the art side it was like uh, just a, a really cool uh, I would say approach to uh, immutability of the digital art. And I think this is something that is really important when it comes to digital art. So I felt like it was a, a great, uh, a great uh, mix uh, for me, if I may say. Where, where, uh, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your background, uh, Lemon Hayes, uh, what can you tell us? Uh, well, uh, how can I put this? Uh, growing up, I would say uh, from a three years old to uh, 17, I was mostly considered as a, as a hockey player, basically. Uh, although, uh, you know, uh, when I was 16, uh, one of my last year uh, in high school, actually, in uh, the province of Quebec, uh, I had the chance to be in the art program for that year. So I did a bunch of, I did acting, uh, all kind of visual art, uh, video art as well. And I, I sort of, uh, I would say, it's, it was sort of a revelation to me that how much I really took this seriously. And so from there, I sort of carry this uh, in my life uh, at some point. Uh, and uh, at 20 years old, uh, one day I just arrived and like I listened to the old discography of the Beatles. And I was like, I think like I want to be a rock star. Like, obviously, it's it's a big dream. It's a it's big, uh, big ambition. But like from that moment, I, I went, I, I bought a guitar and like I started to, to, to learn by myself how to play guitar. And uh, I played like basically a. Uh, all my 20s, uh, I, I played a lot of music and then I, I sort of graduated into making electronic music and all those kind of stuff. And at some point, uh, when I was uh, 26, I sort of uh, went, I would say, uh, you know, like you, you get to a certain age and you realize like, of course, uh, the, the dream of making art for a living. And like, you know, uh, during that same time I was doing music, I was also uh, painting a lot. And, uh, and so, but I sort of had to make a decision to sort of uh, more, I would say, focus on I would say a career that is more, I would say, realistic, maybe in some way. 
And so for the for the following five years, I sort of uh, traveled, I did a, a kind of a digital nomad li li lifestyle, if I may say. And it, it's during those years that I sort of fell in love with Bitcoin and everything it meant, you know, from like from the white paper to like just to, to what it represents. And like it's also it was also, I would say, a mentality shift for me in a way, because I saw it sort of opened myself to other things that I was not uh, clearly, I would say, seeing before. So it was sort of a big uh, life changing period in my life. And then at some point, uh, right, uh, I, I always kept on making art, but without doing it, I would say like full time every day. But like uh, when the ordinal movement came, uh, I had some collection I had done like a year before uh, a collection. I didn't call it this way at the time, right? It was just art in a folder in my computer among other piece of art I've done. But I sort of, uh, I would say, seize the opportunity to to sort of uh, try more, right? Uh, something I, I rarely talk about, but like in the past, uh, like in 2020, I have actually uh, released uh, three of my work uh, on Rarible uh, on Ethereum. So like I wasn't entirely new to the, to I would say the uh, the idea of sharing my art publicly on blockchain, but I never went through at the time. But this time with Ordinal, it was just uh, it was just too beautiful. <laughs> Ah, I love the way you put that. Um, there's something must have resonated with you uh, that that you made you just kind of jump with two feet in, uh, and I and I've seen that. Like I, what what uh, what inscription number was your earliest? Well, the earliest of my first, I would say, official collection was a uh, twelve thousand one thirty six. So basically, like if you look at my profile or the way I would say I present myself is like I'm lemonade and I'm inscribing my arts as, uh, since uh, twelve one hundred thirty six, but Technically, I do have uh, two other inscriptions that were inscribed. Uh, they were basically a profile picture of an uh, alt account I had on Twitter at, at the moment. And I just gave it to some internet friends. I sent them in DM because I wasn't near my, my gear to, to sort of uh, be able to, to inscribe myself. So I just sent them the photo and I wanted, I was like, can you inscribe this for me sub, sub 10k? Because I, I really sort of, when, when it happened, it, it was so fast, right? Like in a couple of days, I think it, it went from 5,000 to 12, 13,000, and then it kind of went very quick. But like, so I just sent the image. And so I have a couple of inscriptions that are in the 7,000, but they are not my artwork, right? Like they are just random internet image, if I may say. <laughs> well, congrats on even getting to 12,000. That is quite a feat. And like you said, it's, uh, I remember that time. And uh, well, actually, I don't. I, I think I was more around when it was around 30 to 40. 50k around there um Still pretty early <laughs> yeah especially how quick people move and you know yeah. it was like a, a a snowball rolling down a hill right at that point yeah. it started off really small and just kind of built up momentum yeah absolutely it was a it it, it was a you know looking back at it, it it's pretty sort of a you know, you're looking back at it and it's like, it grows so much since that time, right? And like things were different, right? Like even like the vibe, like with the kind of art that was being put out and like all these things, you know, like it, it really evolved quickly. And like this space, as we know, it's like, it's, uh, you know, like one day is one week, one week is one month, one month is one year, right? It's, uh, you know, the meme, we're growing old in, in this space. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what is... So you said you had some art on on Rarible, and so you're definitely familiar with the Ethereum uh, ecosystem. What's different, in your opinion, about this protocol, Bitcoin, and how is it? Um, I, I guess 
technically there's some differences, right? Like Bitcoin does not have smart contracts. Uh, what yeah. what is the in your opinion the pros and cons and what would you advice would you give to new artists uh, considering the two different uh, venues or protocols uh that's a good question uh the way i see it is that like obviously i think both sort of offer their own sort of feature but ultimately i think there there are some core values that for some they might be negotiable I would say, and for me, maybe they are not, right? And it's like, you know, like immutability and like, these are like just core principle of basically of Bitcoin that now they, they can be applied to, let's say, digital art. And this is what I really find, like, it's it's a major difference. And, you know, it's it's also like the, the fact of dealing with Bitcoin, you know, I'm more, I, I prefer Bitcoin over Ethereum, right? Like, I'm, like, I, I do use, I tried a bit of everything, but ultimately, like, I'm a more of a Bitcoin guy. So like for me, just even like just, I would say working in Bitcoin is just more pleasant. But otherwise, like for artists, I would say it's really about like, it depends also, you know, the, the kind of art you have to make. Because for example, uh, th there are currently limitations to what you can put out on Bitcoin. And so in my case, I sort of, at some point I started to, so, because the fee were so high at some, at some point, and I sort of look at it a different way. I was like, I need to try different ways to, to make art to actually fit the way it works on bitcoin because like it's not going to be it's not going to work if i have to pay 200 bucks every time i want to inscribe a piece right so like it, it's all the these kind of thing that you have to take into consideration and that sometimes it can require some adjustment as an artist to sort of uh, i would say look at it from different perspective but you know like ultimately i think uh, a lot of what is on ethereum right now will at some point comes to come to ordinals and you know, it's still fairly early, the ecosystem. So in that regard, like, I, I'm not stressed, but I think overall, like, you know, it's it's on-chain, right? Like, we we already know on Ethereum that what is on-chain is, is sort of, a, I would say, it has a premium. It has a little more, it's more interesting than an IPFS link, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so I think Bitcoin offers this, like, it's sort of a no-brainer. Like, sometimes uh, for me, it's, it, it looks obvious and, like, it's so, like, it can be hard to explain also why, right? <laughs> I I totally get what you mean. And the one thing like I was, for example, I had a, a piece of art on Ethereum last night. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always, uh, you know, thought of that piece of art as like, I will never sell this piece. And then, you know, I went and I looked at the web page and what it was pointing to for the image. And it was a proxy to an IPFS link. <laughs> and I was like, man, I don't think the image itself could have been any more beautiful. I love that image. But the fact of I was just owning, like the image wasn't on chain. And that made me kind of want to sell it, to be honest. And I think I did pull the trigger on it. So that was a big deal for me. Um, and yeah, uh, it, does that did that resonate with you at all? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I do have, uh, you know, I do, I do collect, right? Some, uh, some NFT from Ethereum from a few years ago, right? Already. And uh, I, I totally feel you about it, right? Like it's, it's sometimes like you realize that it's not like, like you can lose it in the future, right? It's not as guaranteed like in the future. So it's sort of put everything back into question, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what about royalties, Lemon Haze? Like, as an artist, you're obviously trying to possibly make a living out of this. Is it possible without having royalties and smart contracts? 
Well, the, the first the first thing is, uh, I would say, is it possible? I would say I don't know because uh, for me, the idea of, I would say, making money out of my art is is, is technically fairly new in a way, if I if I in in certain way, and so like I, I I don't have a lot to sort of compare to personally, but like I have said in the in the future, and you know, like I understand like why some want royalties, some don't want it, and like personally, I choose that. Uh, I want less headache personally as an artist. And so I know I cannot control that. I, ultimately, like it's going to be a headache to try to enforce it all the time. And so I choose to just build sort of the way I release my art, the way I price my art to begin with and all those little things in that. And like, you know, sometimes like uh, I may keep a few pieces. Like obviously it's, I, I keep a few pieces in my collection. It's It's obviously not to like, let's say, sell it at the floor if I need money because I don't have royalty. But like, it's just that I just approach it differently. And I think like, you know, I have some collector that they came to, to my DM, a few of them actually. Then they said, you know, like, I know you don't have royalty because basically I tweeted this like months ago, like in the month of March, I tweeted that like, I'm never going to put royalty like officially or anything because first I cannot enforce them. And so for me, like my, my royalty is like, it's sort of, you know, the, the, my name, you know, persisting through time. So like, basically if, if someone sell my artwork, let's say tomorrow for, a huge profit, a huge amount of money. Well, that promotion, this is my royalty, right? This mm -hmm. is going to, this is going to benefit me in the long term. And you know, if someone buys something for 500 bucks for me and in 10 years, they sell it for 10 million and they feel like they want to give me a tip, then they're going to do it by themselves. Right. And if they don't, they don't. And it, you know, like I choose to not, let's say, uh, uh, like I choose not to fight this and just, you know, arrange myself in a way that I'm comfortable without it. And if I get something at some point, it's a bonus, right? This is how I see it personally. But like, I know many artists might not like what I say right now. And, you know, I, I think there's different approach to this, I guess. And so that's how I, I see it. Personally. I think that's a great way. I, I think it reading between the lines, it feels like you have a real passion for creating the art and anything else is kind of like a bonus in my, it's kind of what I'm getting. Yeah, well, it, it is like basically the, that that's the thing, you know, like I, I'm I'm obviously extremely grateful to realize that I've been literally paying my bill with this. Like, obviously, like now I live in Mexico. So it's maybe I couldn't live in Canada right now with this or in the US, but like I live in Mexico. And so for me, I, I'm sort of very grateful and like I'm living a dream and it's like, you know, like I'm pitching myself like almost every day. I'm like, you know, this can, you know, maybe tomorrow I never make any other sale. Like, I don't know. I, how it can be so i'm just enjoying the moment and i'm really grateful and like ultimately like like you said you know it's it's not going to change like whether bitcoin disappears tomorrow i'm still going to make art you know mm -hmm. if it's not digitally i'm going to paint physically i'm going to make music like it's just like how i do how i am you know like months ago i was telling my girlfriend ago uh, again like oh i wish like i could be an actor right like because it's sort of a childhood dream to be a, an actor in movies so like you know it's, it's all those things that like it's not going to change yet. Like you say, for me, it's really, it's really about the passion. That's what I like to do. So like, I'm sort of, and like, you know, I'm also a big Bitcoin guy, you know, for the past five, six years, it has taken a big part of my life. And so to mix the two together, it is really like, you know, I have everything at the same place. So my life, my, my, my work, my, my passion. And like, so it's, it's really cool to be honest. That's awesome to hear how everything has worked out for you there. Um, let's talk about your work, Lemon Hayes. Uh, it uh, you said you you also produce electronic music or music did you ever think of putting that on chain um 
as well as your visual pieces? Mm, good question. I, I haven't thought of, well, I mean, I perhaps I briefly thought about it, but the truth is I, I'm doing much less music for the past, I would say four or five years for sure. Uh, although I released like a, a track recently. So like, it's not, I, I would say it's less of a priority, but you know, uh, it's the kind of thing that I don't force it. I don't think about it, but I'm, I'm sure at some point in my life, I will, I will start to, I will be obsessed with music for, uh, I guess, for some period of time. And maybe at this point I will be looking to put, uh, maybe put something on, on chain, you know? <laughs> so yeah. that, that's, that's definitely an option in the future, but. Yeah. The the one thing I do like about your collections and your and uh, how you've organized the pieces that you you've put out there, you they're they're in in small I guess series. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how I call it. Yeah, and their piece the the series or the collection uh, ranges, uh, supply their supply ranges are you know as small as I think maybe like six, and they go to. 25 is that about right uh, i think yeah like i think there's maybe there, there may be some even series with three pieces so i i guess from three to 25 it, it's the it's the average obviously i have like uh, one uh, slightly bigger collection uh, portrait 2490 uh, which was done very early like i think uh, in the 300k range uh, th this has 90 pieces uh, but other and like today i released a card the the it's a Satoshi card with counterfeit culture. And this one has a 130 card. Uh, I mean, it sold out in two minutes. It, it was crazy. Uh, just before we, 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 we jump on, uh, on this together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, usually I keep it small. I keep it small. I, I like it this way because it's sort of, let's say I, I start my week. It's an example. It's obviously not strict like that, but I start my week on Monday and then uh, I, I get onto something and I work this and I maybe this that week I make three, four, five pieces and that's my series, right? And next week, I I guess I feel like I want to explore something else and then I get on another topic, another team and that's uh, so that's why I, I sort of work in small series and, and all. That is so cool. Um, and I get it. You know, it's just, I guess, as an artist, you, you also... Um, like to explore different topics and feelings, I guess, that you have within you that's that, that you're wanting to express. And sometimes, you know, I guess you're a one of a kind sort of artist. So you're creating nothing generative yet or in, in mass, but you're just doing them one piece by one piece. Is that, is that sort of like, uh, yeah, well, at, at the moment, that's pretty much it. Yeah, the, most of the pieces are crafted one-on-one uh, -on -one and like no, nothing is, uh, I would say, mass-produced. Like, obviously, like I put out a few generative collections lately. So these, uh, I kept the supply fairly small, but obviously I could have uh, made way more if I wanted to in a way because uh, it's sort of in the algorithm. But uh, yeah, usually I, 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 they were unselected, by the way. They were unselected, but obviously in the future, that's one of my goals, though to sort of make a bigger generative collection uh, that is uh, all on-chain and all uh, sort of uh, randomly uh, like uh, choose uh, by the, the, the ash of the, the inscription and so on. So like this is what I'm working on now. It's going to take a, a little while because it's, uh, it's a bit more advanced, uh, I would say. But uh, yeah, that, that's a part of, uh, that's how I work usually. Cool. And uh, I know recently, I think I saw, um, 
you've sold out your gentleman collection, which is, I guess, your PFP official, non-officially, but um, or officially, I don't know, but it's what you use as your PFP. And I know uh, probably up to about a week ago, you still had a few of those available, and now they've sold out. T- tell me about gentlemen. Yeah, uh, well, gentlemen is a. Uh... Is one of my first, uh, I would say, collection series, and it's uh, definitely one I would say that that is core to. <laughs> I don't want to say my brand, but it's definitely core to me in a way because, uh, like you said, I would say it's unofficially my PFP collection <laughs> because you know I regard it as art maybe first, but I, it's also usable uh, for PFP. So I think it's a, and I and I also personally make the distinction with I would say gentlemen and my other work because you know it's like you said it's a PFP. And uh, this idea came in the, the month of March. You know, I was uh, sort of in a spot. And basically, uh, I think that the description of the collection is pretty self-explanatory. But it's uh, it relates uh, basically to uh, to situation in my life with uh, my girlfriend and just how I want to improve as a person. And, you know, I think it's, it's an idea and a concept that, you know, technically everyone can relate to in a way or another, like uh, both male and female, right? And so I sort of uh, built... Uh, the artwork on this uh, on this team, and then uh, on a more I would say technical uh, level, uh, I sort of inscribed them. Uh, I would say uh, as I felt like it, right, little by little throughout the time, and now uh, they were available to sell like on demand, so like people could come to my website and and ask me. And little by little, I, I inscribe and I sold some, and I inscribe and like recently, I, I sort of inscribed the, the last five or six. So the supply came at twenty five, and then uh, I think there was a a few i would say interest like with the momentum lately so like people are started to to noticing and uh, i was uh, super uh, super happy to 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 get uh, this uh, one sold out and sort of uh, have uh, you know a, a bigger range of people to, to connect with and all yeah and i do know that people collect this i was in a discord and uh somebody mentioned oh i have uh gentlemen it's awesome lemon haze is great so um, your word, your name is definitely getting out there and around uh, the ecosystem, and um, yo, con- congrats on that. And I would have to say, um, as preparation for this episode, I know I've been talking to you back and forth about this for a few weeks now. Yeah, um, I've been monitoring, I guess your uh, your Magic Eden page where you link to all your pieces. And uh, they've reduced the number quite a bit. Does that mean that those have been sold or are you putting those uh, off the market? (laughs) No, that's good. I actually, I I, I used to, I have my wallet where I usually inscribe everything from there. And I I put everything there and this is where everything was for a long while. But like uh, the past, uh, I think it was uh, last week or this, well, a few days ago, actually, I sort of move what what is actually what is not for sale and what is or what is not for sale now in the short short term so i sort of uh, moved all to uh, cold storage uh, just you know just for a safety reason you know like yeah, I'm, i realize you know like you go to minting page you know it starts to i don't want accident to happen so i, uh-huh. I prefer to so I, I had to move them to to this and i kept the other wallet uh, just for uh, for more i would say which is available for now but uh, yeah like like you notice uh, if you notice uh, I actually moved some stuff uh, to a vault, which is not for sale, basically, because the, I realized, uh, or there's some series also, you know, like uh, discography or world tour. There are some fragmented series that I, they, they, they pick a uh, right uh, album cover that I sort of uh, I 
do my own take on them in my own style and like uh, they are album that i listen throughout my life but like there's so many of them and like i haven't done enough yet so like i i, I sort of put it unavailable until like i don't know i get my supply to where i want it to be and same thing with world tour you know like i have only like five or six flag done so far but like i travel some 20 countries so i need i need to do that work and like i want to to sort of finish all that but i don't want to rush it either so i leave it aside just to to keep things clean basically <laughs> that's that's great so i i guess what i'm hearing is it's it's good news that you're being secure and also not everything is sold out so i still may have a chance to collect some pieces yeah, yeah you do you do <laughs> i mean i would keep on making work right like obviously like there has been phases where i have done like uh, their work uh, like like I, I'm almost inscribing every day right depending on what type what i'm working on but like now with the generative stuff like especially what i, I want to do is more of a long form sort of generative art and so uh, i'm i'm not going to start like i'm not inscribing daily although i'm working every day on it so it's it's kind of a different process but it will come out at once at some point and there will be something i guess <laughs> for sure Sounds good. Um, what are the tools that you use in creating uh, your pieces? If you would like to share, you don't have to. Yeah, sure. I, I don't mind. I, I mean, uh, I think, uh, I mean, obviously I, I wouldn't share all my, the way exactly I use them, but like, I like to, I use like a Krita software. Uh, it's a, it's an old classic uh, digital drawing software among other, I, I use this uh, fairly often. I would say I use a, a variety of different AI. Uh, also lately I, i'm doing i would say for the past two or three months now uh, although i have released some other stuff i have mostly been working uh, on generative art so i've been mostly with p5gs you know like learning to code and like it's it's a you know i had some basic obviously but like it's still uh, i'm still a long way and i'm just and i'm learning so th this is uh, taking a lot of my time but uh, yeah for the tool i'm using krita i use uh, ai i use uh, some variety of uh, collage uh, you know uh, inkscape uh, I use a, a few software, like a different software, uh, sometimes uh, Photoshop, you know, like r more rarely, but still sometimes. So it's a, it's a variation of the other. And like the other day I mentioned, uh, when I use AI, for example, in many cases, it's not, I don't use AI the same obvious way that many people might see it. You know, you see AI piece, you expect to see like the perfect uh, realistic photo. Me, it's more, I use sometimes element of the AI, what uh, maybe it's a, something in the composition or something. I was just, uh, let's say, sample the color palette, for example. So like at the end, sometimes I'm not even using the AI image. I'm just using some feature in there to uh, make my thing by myself after. So like, it's, it's a really uh, a mix of using uh, all those tools uh, in no specific order, right? It's really about experimenting. And, you know, there's a lot of back and, for uh, back and forth, uh, to you know to to sort of iterate what i want and there's a lot of that i would say wow yeah no that's uh that's very informative and you know thanks for that i i think my last episode was uh with an artist who we also talked about ai um and uh we came to the conclusion like yeah there's definitely going to be ways that you know prospective artists out there can use ai to do a lot of the heavy lifting for them but in the end it comes down to the process and your story and meaning behind the art uh, more than um than really just making something purely visually appealing alone so glad to hear that uh you you're you're just using it as a tool and um to help you get to where you need to go exactly 
exactly. I think it's the key, right? I think it should be this for basically every tool, right? It's it's not to limit yourself as an artist into just uh, let's say, oh, you start the uh, maybe you can you can sketch with the AI, but then you end up drawing what the AI sketch for you. But like, so there's obviously difference between the two, but it's an interesting process. It's an interesting way to sort of uh, take uh, inspiration or, you know, uh, compose like uh, the way to place the element on the canvas. And these are all subtlety that are very interesting to play with without uh, using like straight out the NAI image, right? Like there's a lot of things that can be done. And I think that's for me, that's what I find interesting, like more than the, you know, the people looking for perfect, uh, clean thing. This is not personally my thing. So I try to use it differently. Yeah. Uh, Lemonhaze, are you, what are you excited about coming up in the fall, the Q4 here uh, this year? And uh, that question, I guess, is, I guess, both personally and also, uh, you know, with the technology as well. Like, what are you looking forward to? Uh, in terms of technology, obviously, I'm, I'm very happy with the, 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 you know, the direction that the space has taken recently, I would say, in terms of art, of trying to sort of build infrastructure for artists, uh, like uh, what Gamma did, for instance, or counterfeit culture. Uh, otherwise, uh, in September, I, I have been uh, in, invited, actually, and it's in two weeks. I'm not going to be there physically, but uh, a few of my pieces from uh, my collection, uh, my latest series, basically, uh, Old Fashioned, uh, they're going to be exhibited in Singapore at the Ordinal Summit. So this is, I think, on September 12th. And then uh, there's obviously, uh, I'm still thinking about uh, going Amsterdam, uh, Ordinal Amster uh, Inscribe Amsterdam, I think it's called, uh, in, um, in uh, October. Uh, this I need to check uh, because uh, budget and all, but uh, this is something I'm I'm looking maybe for to go or at least to sort of hear feedback from to to get some news uh, around the space and uh, yeah, otherwise uh, just focusing on uh, my work and uh, be be ready for when let's say I would say the the, the missing parts are ready, right? Cool. Um, thanks for that. Uh, where can people catch up with you? Uh, your your website is buylemonhaze.xyz. Uh, what is uh, what is your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is uh, yeah. My website is obviously like the, the the place I usually refer to people to go because I think it's a good way to see all in one place with all the information, all the links to go to the marketplace and all. Otherwise, my my Twitter is obviously my uh, my biggest communication channel. It's Ordinals Ten K. So yeah. Well, it was a pleasure to to speak to you today and also learn about yourself, your background, and. Uh, what uh, excites you about ordinals and your art? And it was a it was a pleasure meeting you, Lemon Hayes. All right, thank you much, uh, Johan. Uh, I really I'm really happy uh, that you invited me uh, on this today.